Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released every Friday, or most Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Welcome back. I, I like how we just welcome back because... It could be that we've been here every week, but I'd just like to welcome you back. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing well, man. I'm hanging out. Well, good. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like uh, when I listen to this recording later, I'm going to sound like I'm sick. Um, I do feel like I'm sick, but I don't think I'm sick, uh, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. I think it's, it's just, just the weather changing. It makes you feel weird. It does. A little bit of congestion or maybe my nose uh, making me sound like... Um, a, a heavy smoker. I am not. Um, this is just my sexy voice. So you're, you're just a light smoker. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to. You will all have to deal with it. So, um, so what have you been playing? Have you had time to play? You know what? I have had time to play. Uh, as unfortunately, I have been made redundant from Majerbs. So I have <laughs> loads Aww. of time at the moment. <laughs> Um, in between looking for new opportunities. Uh, so uh, I have been playing Sims 4 again. Um, I got a wild hair that I was going to make the entire world out of only people that I know, uh, <laughs> which I have done. Um, oh, wow. Let me just tell you that takes hours and hours and hours of character creation alone uh, to replace an entire community with only people that you know and like make it correct. So I've got, you know, all my friends and, you know, depending where they live in proximity to me in real life is the houses that I made them start in. Oh, okay. um, you know, I made parents of people that I know, like old flatmates I used to have, like all sorts. Um, Why even come back to real life? I mean, you know what? But let me tell you, when you spend so much time creating uh, a world of people, and then let's say you have some friends that have some very specific possessions or very specific careers, so you're like, oh, I'm going to play as this person for, you know, a couple days of in-game time. Um, just play as them, try to get them to, you know, entrepreneur or whatever, which they might own their own business in real life. You know, I'm trying to be legit here. Um, and what happened was I was going to show uh, my friends the, the world that I created and one of their parents had died in the course of me trying to get them <laughs> up to the every day. It was very sad. So, my best efforts, but uh, I wish that you could sort of pause the world while you got, like, one kind of group of people up to speed, because it is, 
you know, they're all doing their own little sim things while you're not controlling them, uh, which was not advantageous when you start someone out already as a mature adult because, you know, they're someone's parent. Uh, and then you come back, you can't find them because they gone. Oh, <laughs> it no. Was, yeah, it was sad. So, but um, I do I do think it's funny what some of the Sims would get up to um, while I wasn't controlling them. Uh, one of my friends, I went back to their apartment, and she was just crying in front of a plant that she had killed. It was great, <laughs> super great. Any any uh, similarities between them in real life? Yeah, yeah. She's a she's an investment banker, so she's quite smart with money. But it, she doesn't strike me as someone that would have a natural green thumb. So it it does sound very likely uh, that she would have killed a plant. Yeah, it sounds entirely possible. So uh, you know it. I downloaded the game because the mobile version was so poor that it's basically unplayable. Um, and EA Access, I think at the moment, has a deal going. I don't know if it's all the time, but it was 12 quid for a whole year of EA Access, which gives you The Sims 4 and lots of other games free. And I was like, for 12 quid for a whole year, that's not awful, and I really want to play Sims, and I don't want to pay 30 pounds to play Sims. Um, so I got EA Access, so I'll probably be playing a couple more EA games. You know, I've, I've totally beat Anthem. I'm still playing it now and again, but I'll probably return it so that I can get something else in my rental queue. Um, but yeah, Sims, that's what I've been doing. Well, how about that? Um, mm -hmm. Sims is not the game that I expected that you'd uh, be, be playing. I, it's so addictive, that game. I haven't, I haven't played it in a while, but I know that you get sucked into just either creating things or building things and, I, and i'm talking about the sims i personally preferred uh although that game's probably better and more fun uh preferred the original sims that was on uh or sim city i'm sorry so you're still dealing with the buildings not the uh, you know not the not the people not the oh see i like stuff. the people more it's more fun i built my own house from scratch it was very it's, exciting it's the way, roof it's was way all better. wonky yeah, it's way better. It's it's way better and way more involved, and a, and a lot more fun. I think it's a nostalgia thing because I can promise you, I would play it for five minutes and that and then put it back down because it's like it's it's definitely not as good. It hasn't aged that well, but I love the music. I think I love the music more um, than I do the gameplay, and I think that nostalgic. I probably could just let the music play and and I'd get my fix and not have to waste my time playing the game because I would not enjoy it because I was never any good at it. I couldn't get my city to work. Not oh, what I was sad. born to do. Yeah. Not what I was born to do. So, And I'm okay with that. Um, well, I, uh, I have been playing um, a few games, really. I played, I played Hearthstone uh, that I dabbled back in. In fact, I'd, I didn't realize that last month I didn't even win five games, which is the first month, maybe since it's been released, that I haven't gotten the card back for that month. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I just, I guess I just, I had a lot going on, so well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't play much, but I also had kind of sworn to myself I wasn't paying any money for this, this, uh, you know, this update or this, this uh, expansion. And so, um, any card packs I've gotten have been, cause they did a lot of promotional stuff for this and Blizzard, which we'll get to in news needs some promotion. Um, so they, you know, they've really been kind of throwing a lot of card uh, packs of cards your way for doing certain things. So you achieve stuff, you get, you know, two, three, one, two or three 
uh, packs of cards. Right. And so I've been getting them, you know, drip feeding myself, uh, you know, new cards. But and I could probably build a deck by destroying and getting the dust from other decks and stuff like that. But I just my heart's just not been in it. Um, I had a pretty good I had a pretty good run with uh, the deck that I had built on the last expansion and uh, was enjoying playing and, and I had logged in to play with that deck and, and uh, won my first I don't know I've got my five wins this month but uh, you know normally in the way that it works now and I think we've talked about this on previous episodes you get to level 20 and if you get to level 20 or rank 20 uh, you don't what you start at 20 now you don't start at 25 so if you've been at rank 20 you start at rank 20 or if you got to rank 20 the month before you stay there which is good because you got to win five games to get to the next rank anyway um so if you were started at 25 you got to win a lot of games so they let you start there well i didn't get past 20 like i got to 19 and kept getting knocked back to 20 and staying at 20 because my deck is obviously obsolete like they're they're killing me uh with the new cards and i just didn't want to learn a new meta so i'm not i'm not playing but i'd played for a little bit and it was fun for what it was but i'm not spending any money on it right now and uh so that's when probably I start, wise yeah i agree i agree I, I i just i didn't have it in me uh i've been dabbling back into the witcher 3 it's such a good game um I'm probably, I don't know, six or eight hours into it. Um, and I've done only side quests. That's all I've done. You love a side quest. You're like I refusing get, to do the main story. I don't even know what the main story is. I think I'm supposed to go find a girl. Um, I think that's like the first thing that you're supposed to do. And I haven't found her yet because I keep doing side quests. Keep and getting distracted. I do. I get distracted. And then about every, because th- I'll play it and I'll play it about every two or three days. And I kind of have to get the controls back. It's not hard, but I have to get the controls back under you know control. No pun intended. But I'm I you know I f- I forget. You got two swords. And you got to make sure that I'm pulling the right sword for whatever I'm fighting. And so just being able to switch between swords and stuff like that. So like I'll practice on like low level mobs in the game just to get good at it again so and then when i'm good at it then i'm going and looking for low level mobs so i'm i'm way off the beaten path like i've i've i got distracted i and and like i'm this train has super derailed so i'm way over to (laughs) someplace just just killing things to kind of grind like it's an you know an mmo uh or and then i'll find a little exclamation point somebody needs me to do something and i'll do it (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, yeah. that's one way to play The Witcher, like it's WoW. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, uh, mostly because um, WoW is WoW's all I know for 50 years. I just years. can't wait for the TV show to come out, man. It's going to be fire. Oh, yeah, the last preview just came out. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. It looks so, so good. It does. It looks, I mean, I think Netflix has a hit on their hands. Um, I even asked my wife, I said it. Does this look like something that you would watch? And she watched the preview and she said, yeah, absolutely. Yes. That looks like. <laughs> yes. Yes. So all good. All good things. All right. So that's kind of what I've been playing. A little Hearthstone. Uh, I mean, I've been playing World of Warcraft as well, but um, I've done all the in-game content for the, for the most part. So I'm just grinding, trying to get flying. And it seems like that's never going to happen. So, um, So I log in. 
and then I log out, and then I go to one of my alts, and I just play old content. So right. Hey. Anyway, so uh, what about the news? We got uh, our, we got some news happening. I, you know, news happens all the time, but there are some interesting things happening in the world of gaming. This is true. This is true. So the famed, the infamous Google Stadia is supposed to launch in precisely one month of recording this. So it's supposed to launch on the 19th of November. Uh, and all of the pundits over here say that it is going to be a massive flop. Really? Um, yeah. So because it is not the Netflix of games, which is what we thought it was going to be, um, it's actually going to be a EA Access version um, concept with two different types of consoles. The Pro version, which allows you to play via an Ultra Chromecast on your TV, PC, or any other like sort of um, Google device that you have. And the base version, which doesn't allow you to play on a TV which let's just talk about how that's the crappiest base version of anything ever. It's very cheap. It's only 119 pounds, I think, for the pro version. Um, But there are already very few free claims included for the nine pounds a month that you have to spend. Um, most of the games on the platform are not free, and obviously, if they if Google abandons the project, which they have a tendency to abandon projects that don't do well, um, then you don't actually own the the game that you paid full price for. Um, so, a lot of people are saying that there's just no chance that this can be successful because it doesn't have enough support. Um, the hardware struggles to connect to any device but a TV. Um, in all of the demo testing, people were identifying uh, issues with getting the controller to connect proper- properly. Um, you can use an Xbox 360 controller, according to all the sources that I've, or Xbox One controller, or I think a PlayStation controller maybe as well. Um, but when you purchase the, the bundle, I think they give you the controller as part of the deal, so I don't see any reason why you would necessarily use another controller when you have theirs. Um, but it's been sort of plagued by hardware issues. You know, Destiny 2 is the big game they're leading with, which is a big pile of trash, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and there aren't many it's other no really good games yet. You know what? Anthem is a vapid game, but its gameplay mechanic is fun, whereas uh, Destiny 2 was a vapid game and its gameplay mechanic was not fun. So, you know, it literally had nothing going for it. I think at least Anthem, it's fun to fly around in your mechanical suit. It just is. So, you know, at me if you don't agree, but... (laughs) Um, But anyway, so there's just so many free games included. You know, it is £9 a month, which I'm sure is probably closer to like 12 or 13 US, I would imagine. You know, it's a lot of money a month for just a couple free games and the rest you have to pay full price for. They say that you need a, a... connection of 30 megabytes per second to get um, 1080p and that has to be consistent and you and I both know I've got consistency issues with my Wi-Fi here right big time so that pretty much eliminates me from being able to play at anything faster than 20 FPS um, which means you can't really play online games um, and the frame rate will be really low the graphics will be reduced it'll be like you know watching Netflix was 10 years ago you know, in, right. in basically standard def, but for gaming. And just a lot of people are really saying that 
with all the problems they have already shows that they're not putting their full backing behind it. It's kind of like an afterthought. Considering how good their phones and other technology are, it's obvious they didn't try here. Well, it's um, hard to do it with the without an infrastructure. If you if you don't control the internet connection, well, then I feel like this is a hard thing to sell. Yeah. You know, like, if I can't control what everybody's internet is and I can't control that they even have it, well, then I need to create a product that actually will work well for the majority of people. Like, works well, not like, okay, but works well. And it, you know, from what you're telling me and from what I've read, it sounds like this is going to be a disaster i think it will um, only work well if you have a really good internet connection in a major city um and it's not like mine where it's in the kitchen downstairs and really struggles to reach <laughs> up here to the flat you know it still just sounds like it's not a good it, it just sounds like it's not a good overall plan like it's not a good it's not good for the consumers so for, for the us, money that, you're better picking up a switch light they're roughly the same amount of money right right and you own your games, and you, there's no there's no recurring monthly fee. You can pay the internet. You can pay the uh, the twenty dollars per year for your uh, online Nintendo uh, membership, but you know you don't have to. And and in twenty bucks, I mean, is, you could probably do that. That's a one time fee. Yeah. So buy your games, and you can download them on Wi-Fi. You can go offline and and play all of your games. You know, um, and so that's or most of them, ninety nine percent of them, ninety eight percent of them. It's better than none of them. You know, you can't play any of those and you don't own them. And if your internet connection is bad or poor or weak or intermittent, you know, then, yeah. then you're going to have inconsistencies in playing. So I, I, think I, it's, think, I think it's a challenge for people like in London where the majority of the properties are rented and internet is often included in the price. Like I couldn't even change my internet connection if I wanted to. Because it's yeah. included in the price that I paid to rent the flat. So I can't right. be like, hey, can we get fiber? Like I used to have fiber in the old place, but I rented a whole house and nothing was included with my friends. That right. was quite different. But now that I just rent a studio, it's like all inclusive. I can't even change it if I wanted to. So it's not yeah. like I could be like, oh, I'm going to make the investment. I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to sell my Xbox One. I'm going to go full Stadia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, if if it was suitable for you and if it had good free titles, I would say it's worth the investment, but it just doesn't, like, I think Amazon would have a better shot at putting out a better product because they have access to the games already as a major retailer. Right. So. But then that, that would be a conflict of interest that I would not feel comfortable with. I'd feel with super Amazon. great with it. Come on, Amazon. <laughs> Come and join my whole life. You already oh, control most of it. They do, and they'll, you know. I'm not sure how many workers will die in the making of it, but it'll be a good product. I'm sure, you know, it'll, it'll work. I don't know if it'll be good or bad. It'll work. So, well, um, well, in a similar note, um, I, and this was something I, I meant to say, uh, in the previous section, cause I always go back as a rebel. Um, I meant to say, uh, you know, I have, I've paid the dollars. So like right now, Xbox has that upgrade to, uh, game pass. So that you can do the Game Pass Ultimate or whatever for one dollar, right? And so that renewed my, that did everything. I upgraded for a year Xbox Live and Game Pass for one dollar, and uh, which is a good deal. I mean, that, there that was a, that was actually a good deal. So that was a I'll, year for a dollar. Yes. What? Yeah. Yes. For Xbox Live and Game Pass. Yes. What? Yes, it, you upgrade. What it does is it upgrades you to the up, Xbox X, Xbox. Uh, 
Gold, uh, Xbox Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate is what it's called. And in doing that, it, it does your uh, Xbox Live as well. And uh, so I got Xbox Live for a dollar for a year. Next year, it goes back up, obviously. Uh, but then I got Game Pass as well. And then, but if it if I don't change my uh, my subscription, I think it goes to like fifteen bucks, uh, fourteen or fifteen bucks a month, something like that. Um, for Game Pass, and I I think I'll have to pay the fee for Xbox Live as well. So it's only a good deal for right now, but it is a good deal right now. So I went ahead and did it because they've got like Dishonored 2 and Gears of War 5 on Game Pass. And I wanted to play Gears of War 5 for a dollar. I, I thought Amanda would approve of this particular transaction. I do approve of it. I'm about to make this transaction once we get <laughs> off this. I mean, come on, listen. I think I might actually have to pause my rental services for a while because I'm just not getting through the games that I'm renting that fast. Yeah. So it's, it's probably taking me three months to get through a game. So yeah. it probably makes sense to make use of the streaming services that I have, you know, with EA and now <laughs> Game Pass. Hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there are other games on there. I think Kingdom Kingdom Come is on there, and I've kind of wanted to play that, even though I know that probably won't. But, you know, the thing about that, which I appreciate, that Stadia doesn't do is okay I pay this monthly fee and and there are games included in it there not all games but there are games included in it and there are some good games and I have I still have to download them though you know I can't stream them so it's like I understand my limitations it's Xbox understanding limitations and and allowing you to download the game so I can play them offline or go play them elsewhere and that's just I think, I think it's better to download for just a more consistent experience like I do too. I the mean, loading the, times are horrible as it is imagine if it was streaming oh my god I just yeah so the fact that the idea of Netflix of gaming is intriguing it's it's uh it's exciting and it's and it's um attractive but it's, I just don't see it being feasible. It, it is going to be feasible for some people. Just not. It won't be for me because of where I live, my internet connection is not. It's not consistent, especially because I have to share the bandwidth with four or five other people in the house. So wait, I'm worried that you don't know how many people live in your house. <laughs> maybe six. I don't know. I have to check. I haven't counted lately. But if there's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, it's just inconsistent, and and I and I think that's the biggest negative knock against it. it to me, it, it will be a no go. But I'm anxious to see. I mean, I don't want Google to fail necessarily. I'm not. I'm not anti. I'm just anti some big corporations. You're just um, anti Amazon. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I use Amazon Prime, so you know. I mean, I use it. I just know it's an evil service. So. It's all right, like, you know. It's built it's on the backs and the blood of the of the people, but look, sometimes well, we gotta pee in bottles. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. That's right. Well, enough of happy stories. Um, so let's get to an, another news item that's even better, uh, happier. Um, Blizzard is in hot water. This is not necessarily new by the time this gets published, but um. Just so that we address it and, and and make note of some of the things that have happened. So, a couple of weeks ago, um, 
a Hearthstone player, professional Hearthstone player, was uh, banned and had his winnings removed uh, or pulled from him for uh, making a pro Hong Kong demonstration on a Blizzard specific stream. I believe that's everything. All those are facts. It's up to date. Yep. And uh, with the backlash uh, for Blizzard's stance on this, they uh, Blizzard decided to return the money, which was good, uh, and then reduce the ban to six months. And I and um, which I don't know. You know, I, I here neither here nor there. But I mean, when you're talking about human rights and you're talking about business. Um, those don't even go together. They're not even in the same sentence. So human rights and business don't don't. Make yeah. It. But um, Blizzard does have a very specific stance on this type of thing, where they say in their, I think it's in their um, uh, terms and conditions that on a, you know, if you're Blizzard, if you work for Blizzard, or if you're employed by Blizzard, that on any Blizzard specific. Again, this is paraphrase. It's not exactly quoted. But if you're if you work for them or if you're sanctioned by them and you're on a sanctioned Blizzard event or live stream or podcast, that's sanctioned by them, not us, because we could say F Blizzard and whatever, uh, or go Hong Kong, whatever. Um, but the uh, they they have the right to uh, you know to either ban you or exclude you or you know or to fire you because. They're they're like a strict no politics, strict no controversy on their podcasts or on their on their sanctioned things, and so this this is obviously this does fall under that, and so it is a violation, and so they were within their rights to do that. Um, whether it was the human thing to do uh, is is neither here nor there, but it was I think it was progress that they reduced their the ban they reduced. And they gave him his money back. Shortly thereafter, there were two uh, two individuals that held up, uh, you know, the the uh, the pro revolution. Uh, I think they were uh, just signs at at a at another Hearthstone event, and they were banned. Uh, and they were banned, and I think what the the standard banning time is going to be six months because they got six months as well. Through all of this. There were a number of protests uh, because China, China is a major market for Blizzard. It's just there's just no doubt about it. They used to be the the majority of the gold farmers were found in China. Now I think they just have a major. They're a major player in Blizzard's you know bottom line, and uh, so uh, there were a lot of protests, and and uh, Blizzard had to count cancel one of their Overwatch events uh, because of it. And BlizzCon is coming up. And we did get denied, sadly. Boo. Boo. But BlizzCon is coming up, and I am I am really interested in how how that's going to go down, or if it's just going to go off without a hitch, because they're going to have to address it at some point. Um, and people can watch BlizzCon online for like fifty bucks if you want to do that. I've, I'm not saying I didn't consider it, but I <laughs> I might have considered. Just watching the the con because I want to see whatever the next expansion is, and I have a feeling they're gonna. I'm sure you can watch a bootleg stream. I mean, I don't recommend that. Oh yeah, exactly. We're not condoning that. Um, I wouldn't even know where to look. Where do I look? So, what do you actually think about the issue? Do you think that it's right that 
streams are a no politics space or do you think that companies should stand behind stances that they believe in what do you think this that's a good question because i know that this is more you are much more qualified uh, or at least have more experience to answer this what the what the technical business right answer is and maybe what my answer are or may may not be the same thing you know i think they have it in their policy they had it it was already written and so he was definitely blitzchung was definitely in the wrong if we're just going by the black and white on paper um he he may or may not have known that was the case um I think that Blizzard was did right by returning the money. I think he did right by um, they did right by uh, reducing his ban. <sighs> I don't think they should abandon him at all. Uh, I don't think they should abandon him at all. I think they should have made a different example because I don't think they've ever had any kind of issue like this. Um, and the the type of reaction that they that that they had seemed very knee-jerk and very much not blizzard of the United States. I think that was a Chinese office uh, decision. And again, I'm speculating. I have no idea if that was the case or not. I, the, my answer is I think they should stand by him. I think they should stand by him, but I know that's not the business answer. You know, if, the, if blizzard believes in a particular thing, you should be able to do that. But I know business and personal don't tend to mix and and because the ones that do that they don't tend to make as much money uh so because of that they're just they would lose they would lose a lot but they would sleep at night and maybe those psychopaths don't care so i don't know <laughs> I, I think you know so from my perspective i think it's best to not allow protest movements of any kind because if you allow one that say you maybe agree with right then by definition you need to allow ones that you don't necessarily agree with so you know if they had allowed the hong kong protest movement to continue in this online forum um then they would have to allow pro-Chinese movements. They would have to allow anti-abortion movements or anti-trans movements or pro, you know, any sort of, I mean, think of the fringe of once you start allowing people to make political statements, then you kind of need to allow all of them. Or as a business, you have to publish your beliefs, kind of like Chick-fil-A does. They have published beliefs. That does alienate a large majority of their consumers perhaps people don't want to support a religious-based or business organization. They just know? don't tell people when they go buy it on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of like I think it is better to not make any sort of um, statement about morality um, in any sort of business setting because a lot of people have different beliefs and perhaps it's better to create a platform where everybody can come and play and maybe they'll experience people with different ideas and maybe change their views that way instead of making something that automatically feels exclusive to a member of the population. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think I think it's better, you know, obviously we shouldn't allow people to, you know, say hateful things to each other or, you know, I think moderation sometimes needs to take place. But that moderation needs to be based on kind contact to one another and not based on some sort of religious or ethical platform. 
you know, because it is really hard to say that what you believe in is better than what somebody else believes in. And my own first hand experience, you know, having gone to Dubai twice in the last year and kind of coming face to face with in the nicest possible way, the patriarchy, you know, having to be respectful of a culture that maybe is at odds a bit with what I believe was a challenge. And I did it because I was in their home territory and, you know, trying to abide by their rules but it doesn't mean that it changed my beliefs in any way you know what I mean so I think I think it's probably hard to be a global business and take a stance because there are so many different cultures in the world and so many different types of governments and you know it's for the people in those governments to make changes for themselves and not necessarily for the rest of the world to serve as some sort of guiding light for everybody you know I think that's probably a bit overreaching in my opinion you know right right no I think you're I think you're absolutely correct I mean that's exactly because if you're because if you take my stance I mean then and whatever that stance is which I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying what it is or that you should do that but as a business if they did um Obviously, that would be something that I would support, but it opens the door for others and opens the door for other viewpoints, and that's just not the place for it. And I think that's what they ultimately said to Blitzchung. It's like, it'd be fine if he went on his own stream and said those things, um, whether they well, agree I mean, or don't some, agree. Sometimes it wouldn't be fine. I mean, there have been a lot of times where celebrities have done things that brands don't agree with, and they've dropped oh, there. Sure. You know, so yeah. maybe it wouldn't have been fine even if he had done it on his own place. But they have, like, established rules. I think the best example of a place that allows people to say and do whatever is Reddit. And it regularly comes under fire for the type of groups that form on there. And, right. you know, the sort of hateful content that exists but that's their established procedure where they just allow dialogue of all types um you know 4chan and some of the others are are much the same way i think they go a little more extreme yeah look i think blizzard is right to not be the 4chan of gaming i don't think you and i would be able to enjoy it if it was full of people talking about incel lifestyle and all sorts you know what i mean like it's just best to not have that let's just play (laughs) games it doesn't have to be political Right. And and so, yeah, from that perspective, and then once I read the terms and conditions, I mean, like, you you can't really argue rationally against Blizzard's stance. I think that maybe the initial punishment was harsh, but uh, their stance and their their decision to stay out of the political realm and yeah I think, of, I think they should have an established punishment so that people yeah. who choose to do that know the you know right it's kind of like when you break a law here you know what the fine or the yeah nobody you know, jail time is yeah so i think their response it could they could have literally done anything they could have fined him you know like mm-hmm. they didn't you know they they could have done anything because they didn't have an established procedure for what the downside of any of that activity would be so i think it's important to have a published like if you do this thing this is what's going to happen to you like right then people they know the risks look sometimes people are willing to make a statement even if it breaks the rules and that's okay but they should know what the punishment is for it there's lots of protests happening in london right now people are gluing themselves onto trains and all sorts uh oh wow yeah but they're you know they're getting arrested that's the punishment for a disruptive protest 
you know, uh, and a couple right. of them got punched in the face by angry commuters. But also, you uh. know, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> upset people's morning commute. We're very grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the weather? Um, Probably. My gosh, it's gray. Oh, very much. Yes, that's that's. That is the stereotype I think everybody in America thinks. It's tea and gray and food that nobody wants to eat. Um, hey, our food is good. You always tell me that you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken, though. I do love Kentucky Fried Chicken. They That's have it here. It's good. They, we now have a Taco <laughs> Bell in the middle of London, and sometimes I go down there just to get some Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, well, then I think that we are definitely in agreement. I, I, it just is... Uh, I think it's an interesting issue that Blizzard hadn't had to really deal with yet in this day and age of social justice and, and people and knee-jerk reactions and the pendulum swinging way to the right or left. Uh, you know, I think that the overreaction culture kind of took charge of this and has uh, maybe made it worse than it is, but I'm glad that Blizzard was able to kind of, um, I don't know, maybe work out what they they decide is going to be their ultimate punishment in something like this, or at least be able to figure it out. It's unfortunate it had to be at the cost of, of Blitzchung's uh, career, but it's not like it's over, and he did get his money back, and uh, he's going to have an opportunity to compete again as long as, you know, as long as he still uh, doesn't do that on a Blizzard-sanctioned uh, event. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's that's... The majority of the news. Oh, I had one other thing I wanted to say, um, which is it is a positive. So we ended on a positive note. So I put something in chat the other day about um, the Internet Archive uh, or archive.org uh, that they have released like 2,500 MS-DOS classic games for free. So I'm not saying they're worth playing any of them or all of them or many of them. But uh, I've, I've kind of sifted through some of them, and I think I'm going to play them. But the point is, is that they're archived and they're free. So uh, we'll put a link in the description so anybody that might be interested in going and checking them out. They got uh, me some Oregon Trail. I'll be playing that. I'm <laughs> telling you, if it was free, I would be playing it. I think you can pay like four ninety nine on your phone to get it. Oh my God! Remember, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I oh, love that game. I think it's the only reason I know game. anything about the world. <laughs> And I was pretty good at it. I was good at that game. That was great. That was a great... Or that, like, old text-based, like, dungeon game. There's a lot of them. Oh, And there's my a gosh. lot of them on this website. So there's a lot of, Dope. like, text-based... Well, I, I played, and I know we... This was on a, a old episode of this show, but when... Um, when... Uh, one of the first games I ever played, ever, uh, was uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on MS-DOS and it was a word-based adventure game or text-based adventure game and, and uh, never got out of the house did not understand the mechanics of it and you've got to type exactly what to do and one of the things you have to do is get your towel and if you don't do it within a certain number of moves then the bulldozer crushes your house and you die so I never got out of the house I never even got oh, into oh yeah you said that yeah so I wonder if that game's on there. I'll have to go look. But there's 2,500. They're free. You can go check them out on archive.org. I'll put the link in the description so anybody that's interested can go check it out. But I'm going to download some of these free games. So Free's good. Free is good. So 
that brings us to our main topic. So right now we have been, uh, the last two episodes have been working on our Franken-Horror game. And we have basically come up with our premise, more or less what our, uh, you know, kind of like the, the world, the setting, the scene. Um, gameplay mechanics, Gameplay weapons. mechanics, so... We're working working on, uh, you know, the, our last three categories before we put all of this together in, like, one big game. So, today we are going to talk about the last three categories, inter-character relationships or inter-character relations, mature themes, and wild cards. So, I read a little bit about yours. What did, what What kind of inter-character... Oh yeah, time for that intercharacter. Well, uh, just to recap on the game so far, so I'm obviously doing a post-apocalyptic underworld submarine adventure uh, where the ultimate goal is to collect a motley crew of survivors into a flotilla uh, and survive the perils of the deep. Um, so, <laughs> because it the deep sea environment is really desolate, you will want to find other characters and you'll feel a sense of desperation that you really want them to join your flotilla but you'll need to pay attention to their words and body language so your community doesn't invite in rogue elements and you end up with like a bloodbath so it's kind of like an la noir thing where when you're deciding whether or not people are allowed to join your community, you've got to look for clues and what they say and how they act to see whether or not they're actually a decent person. Because if you end up inviting a murderer or a thief or something into your your crew, then right. you know you could end up with a very catastrophic environment. So I think <laughs> adding a little a little touch of L.A. noir, where you know the stakes are very real, uh, could be could be interesting for inner character. Nice. Okay. Well, what I'd I'd like to have. It's interesting that you said Eleanor because I have it written down in my notes from like Mm -hmm. two episodes ago. Um, I would like aspects of that as well in that I want the world to seem relatively big, like I mentioned. So recapping my game, it's going to be pre, it may be like late 1800s, early 1900s prior to, you know, technology uh, in a, in a small town that, and you're a law officer of some sort, marshal or sheriff or something. We'll figure that out. I'll, I'll iron that out in the, in the final episode here. But uh, you have a, a deputy or a, you know, a, a lieutenant that's with you that's traveling. Uh, and, and so there's going to be an inner character relationship between you and, and that character. And there will be times when you are split off and you have to play as each character. And each character will have their own kind of strengths and weaknesses. So that, uh, you know, given for each given situation, they may be it may change the gameplay or the stealth mechanics or something because of their uh, their strengths. Uh, But there will be people in town or villagers or town folk that you have to speak with that. uh, So there will be dialogue trees There will be similar to L.A. Noir um, that it's a it's a big town or that maybe there are sections of town, but you don't have to. It, it's not going to be necessarily completely open world. So, you know, I mean, it, so that it is 
somewhat structured. You have places that you need to go. You can go to those places in any order, maybe, but you can't necessarily go off the beaten path into the forest or, or anywhere else. I mean, they're, they're, they're keeping you kind of contained in this area. Um, and so you can fast travel to these other places if you need to. Um, but they're going to be dialogue trees. There's, you have to get clues. You have to solve puzzles. Um, you're going to have to pick up items and maybe, you know, maybe some of the not necessarily point and click adventure type stuff, but where you are having to kind of scour for, for items, um, ultimately to either solve problems that the, the town folk need or the, the people in the town need, uh, to solve, uh, the, who's, you know, who's getting murdered because as you go through, people are going to continue to die within the village or within the town and you're going to have to, um, you know, you can stop it if you can, you know, figure out who it is or, or you know, uh, find all the clues or, or all the all the items. Maybe you can save a particular individual because you found the things that they needed to not get whacked. So, um, so that would, you know, so that, that would be the gist of it. I don't think, I, I, I don't want to overly complicate it. I don't want to do like a, a, um, oh, what's the, the, GameCube game where uh, Sanity's Sanity's Requiem, um, right? Where you're where you have a reality, uh, you know. There's there's a reality meter or an insanity meter where as things get wilder and wilder, things start to change. You know, that's kind of a a Cthulhu. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a there. That's kind of like the big thing right now. Is that there are a lot of games that have been made on those uh, those yeah. nightmare monsters. Uh, the man of Medan, man of Medan, uh, that that uh, uh, RTE uh, uh, or a quick time event QTE game that that's out. Um, but anyway, there are a ton of those games that are out right now, uh, and and I don't know that I want to necessarily do that, or or like completely rip off the movie Vacancy, uh, or just put it in a Western time. <laughs> but but stuff like that. Uh, those are elements and that's how, so you will speak to characters. You will have dialogue trees. You're going to have to come back and forth and, and you'll advance the plot and whoever you speak with is going to have new things to say. They may be lying. Sometimes they may not. There's no paragon. There's no, uh, renegade stuff. You know, there's no morality meter. Um, but, but I, I think because of your dialogue choices, it may affect how you handle that person, good or bad, good or evil. Um, so that's my character, inter-character interaction. So you will have two, a two-person party, and they will stay with you as long as you don't kill them. <laughs> well, mine, I mean, you have the potential to collect, you know, as many people that you come in contact with. So maybe a flotilla of, like, you know, six to ten different vessels, you know, that you connect up to each other or whatever. But, oh, nice. you know, I think it's going to be so important Do you have the right mix of people. Um, and that kind of brings me to the mature theme. So much like in The Sims, which is ironic that I've started playing it again, but much like in The Sims where if you have characters together that have opposing um, traits, like one is tidy and one is sloppy, they're always miserable. So my mature themes would be around relationships, violence, and mental health. So it's going to be important that you um, look after the well-being of the crew 
because they could develop serious mental health disorders that could cause, you know, certain horror elements to happen. Um, you would have the freedom to enter into whatever relationships you want, but you'd also have to bear the consequences of doing so. You know, it may be that, you know, these people already have existing relationships with each other that you don't know about. You could create an unhealthy dynamic in the flotilla. So, um, you know, I think it would be an adult game. I think it would be rated M. Um, but I think there would be consequences for acting a fool. Um, and you'd need to look after the mental health of the crew. You know, otherwise you could end up back at square one with, you know, n- no flotilla or, or worse. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, well, for our mature themes, I mean, there won't be any relationships necessarily but um i'm thinking that if we do have some sort of insanity meter or or something where you know things just aren't going well and we don't know if it's supernatural or if it's uh you know that 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 can affect maybe the our ability to to find items maybe even to solve problems maybe even based on that and some of the decisions you make you lose dialogue options um but uh there will be blood and there will be blood. There will be blood. There will be gore. There will be violence. Um, I don't, I, I think that you as a character are going to be completely capable of handling yourself with, you know, with weapons um, or makeshift weapons if need be. Uh, if that's what it comes down to, you lose your, lose your gun or you lose, you know, whatever, uh, whatever your weapon is at the time that you can make weapons, um, crafting system I think I had in in there as well but uh, I think generally it's just going to be mostly uh, mostly violent and suspense and gore that will be our our major mature themes it's maybe some some bad words some bad words oh no (laughs) oh no not the bad words it's gonna be some bad words well Um, whatever the bad words for the late 1800s I think they were the same if I played Red Dead Redemption they were the same well, I I feel like mine will rely heavily on the wild card. And my wild card is that if you mismanage certain situations, like the type of people you allow in the flotilla, or if you don't learn the requisite skills, that there are several encounters which could end in your character's permadeath. Which I think adds to a level of nervousness that you as a player right. feel, um, really like increasing the stakes um, to the point where, you know, if you're not paying attention to the mental health in your crew or you sleep with somebody's wife or something, you could end up permanently starting over from square one, which I think would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, that would be. I mean, wow. that's the scariest okay. thing of all, having to start all the way over from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Like, like all of this is for nothing. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. But I think that does. As long as it's not, as long as it's something that's within the rules, makes sense. I think that that's a that's a cool mechanic, just because. You know, as long as it's not out of out of the blue, does that make sense? You know, if you just do something and you didn't realize 
that was going to have anything to do with you ending? No, no. I think it would be game? like it would be kind of like Telltale Games, where it's like she will remember that. You know what I mean? Where you right. kind of get You're a like, sense e- that you might be making the wrong steps here. Uh, I think that could be fun. You know, and and if you yeah. choose not to <laughs> develop your character evenly, you know, you could provide yourself with some pretty serious weaknesses like if you don't go and salvage things and you don't go exploring and you know you don't check out wrecks and try to learn how to make your own weapons and stuff you could put yourself in a position where the next person that you meet is just so op compared to you you know and it it might tell you you know do you do you really want to go down here like you don't know anything about uh giant sharks which could be you know, lurk. You know what I mean. Like it could tell you, yeah. and if you choose to ignore it, blammo, you done know. <laughs> well, for me, I I think mine is going to depend a lot. This is what's going to make the game unique is the wild card, in that you will um, you will have you will be presented with a number of issues and concerns in the town as you come into it. And like I said, the weather is bad. You can't leave. You got to come in and you're going to have to stay anyway. But while you're here, we've got these issues in town. And the more you start to pull on the threads, the more you realize how much worse things really are and how, uh, you know, how awful the town really is. And uh, maybe that everybody in this town is terrible. And uh, but you can go in any order that you would want to go. So, like, they'll tell you that there's this problem up here. There's this problem over there in the church. There's this problem here in the saloon or, in the you know, the shop. This old lady's got an issue, blah, 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 blah. And you can go in any order, but they all tie together. But based on which order you go in is going to depend on maybe who lives and who dies. If you get to a problem in time, um, you know, that that you should be able to either, you know, complete the game and get the best ending no matter which way you start. But because of the direction or the where you choose to start and the order in which you go from there, it can affect how the the rest of the game unfolds. And so, like, who lives and dies and in what order they die. So, oh, I'm almost... <laughs> Bless me. You have to put in the a... ending where it could be you that was the killer all along, though. That just is amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. Or if you And you just happen to be, you know, and as it flashes back, it just shows you were the one that actually was doing all these things. Basically, you just, uh, yeah, and that could be where. And the you don't really have a sidekick. That's just like your split personality. <gasps> then it's a Shutter Island thing. Crazy. Almost where it's like you've had a doctor with you the whole time. That's basically just helping you go through this, these steps, these imaginary. Everybody's an actor, and you're just insane. Be intense. The games sound good though, man. Somebody needs to make these games. You listening, EA? Come on. That's right, and and uh, you know, we don't need all the money, just a lot of it, some of it. Okay, a little bit. Just throw us something. Um. So next time, I guess what we'll do is we'll take all of these categories and we'll just do our game pitch like we did previously. So we'll we'll uh, take all of our categories and uh, and um, make this as easy as possible for EA to come in, swoop down, exactly, and make these and, games. Which would be a horror game play. I would actually play. You know, I don't play many. I, see, I would, I would play mine as well um, because it's, well, at least the way it is now. I may make it scary enough that I don't want to play it, but I'll watch somebody else play it for <laughs> sure. There's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. I will do that. So, any closing thoughts? This is uh, so. This will come out about the time 
uh, right before Halloween. So our last episode, hopefully, we'll get this out right after Halloween. But I mean, it's yeah, it'll be recorded. It's before. thematic. So it's right. That's right. We've done well. So any 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 final thoughts? No, I'm really excited. I think the recap will be fun to basically explain the trailer for our new epic oh, game. Man. Yeah. I've got work to do. Well, good. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you like what you if you like what you hear or you want to add to the discussion, reach out with questions or sound off in the comments. Email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes, wherever you download your podcast, subscribe, and you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps. Our show... Rate us. Give us comments. Let us let us let us interact with you. But until the next time. See you later.